Hey everyone, and welcome to the Tourism Tiger podcast. As tour and activity web design experts, we've got a lot of travel industry tips and information to share with you. Thanks for tuning in. Hi guys, it's Tim here with Issa. Hi. Um, and this week, we'll be chatting about making improvements to your business during the low season. Um, so I'll just get straight into it, I think. Sounds right. Sounds good. <laughs> um, so congratulations. You made it through the stormy high season, but sadly, the calm of the low season never lasts for long enough. As any good sailor would do, it's essential to batten down the hatches in preparation for the worst. And I'm not talking about boat maintenance. It is essential that every tour business and travel operator uses their downtime wisely, because the better prepared you are for the incoming storm, the better you'll weather it. So without any more seafaring metaphors, let's dive in to our four tips on using the low season to get your business to the next level. All right, so Tim, you're saying that right after you've worked a busy season, you want to work some more? (laughs) I think I'm saying is, if you're a business owner, you don't really have a downtime, you know? Like, every... There's always something that needs to be done for every business. And so I think, you know, when you have a break, it's the time to make those changes and upgrades and all that. Yeah, making use of those slower times. I, yeah. I, I'm a little skeptical, I suppose, <laughs> but let's, let's see. We'll go, I'll go into my four tips and I'll see if I can convince you. <laughs> Alrighty, so my first one is real world upgrades. So while we at Tourism Tiger are professionals in the webosphere, we realize that what exists online is irrelevant if your day-to-day isn't up to scratch. Therefore, real-world fixes should always be your number one priority. Within this area, your staff should be your primary focus. Unless you're a one-person business, it is crucial that your staff are happy, trained, and on board. Therefore, use this time to create an up-to-date training schedule for new staff hires or retain older staff uh, or retrain, sorry, older staff in areas that you or, or they believe are lacking. Your staff are the tugboats of your business, so keeping them satisfied and prepared will be the first defence you have when the waves of customers begin flooding in. Well, m- may I just say that I am enjoying all of these nautical points. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I thought I'd have a little fun with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know I worked at a tour agency where in the low season they made us all attend each other's tours, um, which was intimidating. There's nothing like fellow tour guides to ask <laughs> the real stumper questions. That's but true. <laughs> what a I great th- idea. Yeah, I think we all we all learned from it. Um, <laughs> and I guess I mean if you've had if you can tour around other tour guides, then you can tour around tourists. Yeah, anyone really. Yeah. And getting out there in the rain makes yeah. you slightly more <laughs> resilient when the summer months come perhaps. True. Where did you do the tour tours? Um in Seattle. Ah so, okay. So definitely a rain yeah. in, in North America. <laughs> is Seattle the rainy city or the windy city? It is the rainy season. It actually rains three hundred days a year in Seattle, so Oh. So it is a it is a rainy place. Very different to Santiago. Chicago is the windy city. Ah, okay. Oh, good to know. Uh, <laughs> a little U.S. geography. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And I also, I also just add on that some other physical upgrades that you might need to do to your business might include repairing or upgrading any products, equipment or machines that are essential for your tour. So, you know, this might be checking the chains on all your e-bikes or repainting your boats, just to bring it back to that nautical theme. Absolutely. <laughs> and funny, again, to think, yes, about working in the physical space, but I suppose most most people do. We're definitely more living in the internet age here at Tourism Tiger. Definitely. I, I often wonder whether, or maybe this already exists, whether there'll be a point where people will run like virtual reality tours. Whether like that'll be the thing. So you won't travel, you'll just like pop on a headset and like, I'll do a tour of Amsterdam. Yeah. Ooh, I would, I would do one of those. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Get to see a little bit of the world and a little bit more affordable. Yeah, much more affordable <laughs> and maybe better for the environment as well. <laughs> Alrighty, my second tip is feed forward. So even if you have only five star reviews on TripAdvisor and Google, you're bound to have received at least some feedback over the past year. And if you have had a bad review online, don't let it go to waste. Your customer comments are the only way to fully gauge their experience, which is why it's so important to listen to them and to action them. If a client thought the walking tour was a little too difficult in the middle of summer, plan a few more rest stops in the shade or a drink break at a, ca drink break at a cafe. I actually went on a tour in um, Valparaiso earlier in the year, December, and it was super hot. I think it was 35 degrees. And obviously a walking tour is mainly sunlight. Um, <laughs> but the tour guide actually had this stop in this memorial park, which was completely shaded. And there was a cafe as well. And we stopped there for about 20 minutes. And I had a little indoor area. And it was perfect. And Yeah, think... that can be very necessary yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Especially on a walking tour when you're taking in a lot of information. Yeah. I think the heat of the sun. <laughs> It's a bit too much. You need it, I think. And it's also to reflect on everything you're learning at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because at the end of the day, your guests are paying your bills, and their satisfaction is what ultimately drives further satisfaction, loyalty, and the general functioning of your business. Use your time off to consolidate the negative and the positive responses, and reflect on what's working and what isn't. Keep your customers coming back and telling their friends so that you keep the wind in your sails for the seasons to come. Yeah, I think, you know, it can be really easy to get depressed about a negative review or feel insulted by a negative review, but Definitely. this advice that you're giving of viewing those negative reviews as opportunities to improve um, is a really great way of looking at it. As opposed to a positive review, that's it's a nice little good feeling thing you can take home. Yeah, 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 don't ignore them. <laughs> a warm and fuzzy, but maybe not so productive for your ultimate business. No. And I was actually reading, oh no, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about this, the rise of fake reviews on Amazon, and mm -hmm. how, you know, Amazon was initially quite, seen as quite a trustable service, I suppose, but now because there are there are these services where you pay people to buy your product and they give a review and they get the product for free because having reviews increases your um, search location 
and being in like the top search location can give some companies 10 times more sales than being in the second position. Oh my gosh. It's super interesting. And so now they're saying that Amazon is looking at the negative reviews as a way to like work out a company's, I guess, authenticity and trust and product stuff. Whoa, that so many things I would just absolutely never think of. Yeah, I've never thought about it. <laughs> but like there's these services for fake positive reviews because it's I think it's really crucial for this the algorithm that Amazon uses. Interesting. Yeah. Look I mean yeah. We don't use Amazon in Australia. I think they opened a warehouse last year, but it's it's not really a big thing. It's a big thing in the US, right? Like, well, it's actually based in Seattle, so oh, really? where I'm from. Oh, so. oh there you go. It's... Alrighty, tip number three, website updates. Of course, we're talking about this. <laughs> so now that your ship is sea ready, it's time to fill it with eager travelers. Regardless of your target audience, we can guarantee that almost all of them will be looking for you online. First impressions matter. So having a visually appealing, user-friendly website with information that is current will ultimately get them excited about your offerings. You know where to find us if you need some professional assistance, whether it's a new design or even a new branding package. Because I think nowadays branding is super important, especially with kind of social media and, I don't know, advertising in general. Well, absolutely. If you're out there on the internet in five different locations, you want people to know that it's you every time they find you. Yeah, definitely. I guess, you know, especially for tour operators, you're on TripAdvisor, you might be on Airbnb, you might be, you know, have your own website, you want them to link, I guess, mm -hmm. which is pretty good. And so I think it's important for brands to be putting themselves, putting themselves in the shoes of the consumers because there's nothing worse than arriving to a 9am tour and you discover that it started at 8.30am. And this applies to both your booking software, if you use it, and your web page. Additionally, with the constant evolution of consumer privacy laws, it is always a wise idea to aggregate any client data that you have collected. Be a sailor, not a pirate. <laughs> that was awful, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Uh, um, you want to keep your consumers in the loop, not shut out and ill-prepared. The travel business is sink or swim, so let your website be your lifeboat, making sure that guests feel safe and assured. Yeah, I know that my family and I are planning a vacation to Mexico and yeah. I wouldn't book anything that didn't have a trustworthy looking website. No, yeah. I think because quite often it's all you have to go mm -hmm. by. Absolutely, especially for travel when you maybe don't know the area or yeah, going somewhere new and you already feel nervous about that. Yeah, um, maybe you don't speak the language, so you want to have a lot of trust in the security of the website. Yeah. Definitely, and it, I mean it really like defines a brand, I think, or your a company. Mm -hmm. You know, if if they look secure, then you're so much more willing to trust them. You know, and I think that comes back to you know, having photos, like recent photos, having testimonials that are recent, and having information that is up to date. Absolutely. And if I'm going to put my credit card in somewhere online, I yeah. definitely want, you know, quick click links yeah. and everything to be working pretty much right away. Yeah. I don't have a lot of patience. <laughs> Which is what we do best. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, my fourth and final tip 
is marketing strategy. So once your boat is looking clean and upgraded, it's time to think about targeting more passengers. Every marketer will have their own top tips, but there are a few that they will all agree on. Firstly, keep your marketing simple. If you're doing it yourself, there is no point committing to four social media platforms at once when you, don't have, when you know you won't have the time for all of them. It is significantly more effective to have one social media page with a strong presence than having various ones with thoughtless content, or worse, no content at all. You wouldn't run three ships, three ship tours at once with only one captain, right? <laughs> I feel like these are getting worse as I go. <laughs> yes, the boat metaphor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not a marketing professional, but I am a millennial. And so using social media is pretty second nature. You know, we I have grown up with using social media um, and you become used to this, I'm not sure what the word is, like overwhelming um, information or options. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, for a lot of tour operators, they haven't grown up in the social media age. And so using all these different platforms for different reasons can seem quite daunting. Yeah, and even just differentiating between what the purposes of the different <laughs> platforms is even as a millennial stumps me from time to yeah. time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's that new meme going around of the four different profile oh, yeah. pictures yes. for Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Do you know who started that? I don't. Dolly Parton. Oh, love it. She's having such a moment. Yeah, she's having a moment. I don't know how. She's an example of a person from the older generation tapping into that social media culture. Who gets it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have used different social media management softwares, which can be helpful for that. Um, oh, okay. So I know Buffer allows you to schedule posts on Facebook and stuff, so you don't always, you know, have to be posting at those key hours, yeah, yeah. but can get those posts going out without thinking about it. Yeah, so definitely. that can be a nice thing to set up as part of your marketing strategy when the seas are calm. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Love the pun. <laughs> Had to join in a little. <laughs> and that, I think that comes back to my next point, actually. Um, you know, if you are looking to branch out a little bit more, being organized is the key. So use the low season to devise a plan. Maybe every Sunday you post on Instagram or you schedule a post for Instagram and every Friday you upload some tour images to Facebook. Don't overcomplicate things or you'll end up tying yourself in knots you don't know how to undo. Absolutely. And I think that you could extend this even further to any part of your business will benefit from you building good habits, um, which are a lot easier to work on and think about when you have time to think yeah. and you're not, um, you know, just in, in the midst, in the eye of the storm. <laughs> Yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, it's social media is important, but it's not the number one driver of what makes your business successful, especially for tour operators. Absolutely. I would say. And mm. staff. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Going back to your first point. <laughs> and that brings us to the end. <laughs> While the above is just a short list of what you should be doing in your low season, they are all essential for the success and productivity of your high season. 
It may feel like your low season is quickly becoming your busiest period, as you did say, but it's important to remember that running a travel business takes constant work. Being prepared for the storm before the storm arrives, whenever that may be, is the only way to sail through it smoothly. Well, I, you've convinced me. I feel motivated <laughs> now to, to get my ducks in a row a little before, before the coming storm. <laughs> I think I'm motivated to buy a boat now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Trivia time. What is the world's largest single site employer? Single site. Single site. Mm hmm. Disneyland. Okay. Oh, hello. What made you say that? I don't know. <laughs> Just because, yeah. But I, I don't, I, I'm, it's not actually my official guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be maybe an airport. Yeah, it's going to okay. be an airline. Yeah. I'm thinking hotel. Really? Or like, like a factory. You get hotels. We're going to work. Mm. I'm going to say Heathrow Airport. Okay. That's a big airplane company. <laughs> Emirates. Yeah. The biggest? The single site. I don't know. Or a single site, like single location. Mm-hmm. Mm. A doozy. I'll go. Oh, yeah, that's a you had a good one. I, I think he threw. I'll go it? Atlanta Airport. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guess your voice. <laughs> or some like hotel, casino, something in mm. Vegas. Mm -hmm. Seems like yeah. lots of like stage performances, restaurants. Could be. Could be. Could be like a film. Two more guesses. Okay, I'll go, I'll go Burj Khalifa in, in Dubai. The big hotel. Oh, yeah. I'll see that. Um, okay. I don't know if it's the big, I don't I doubt it. I think you're on to some of the airport. Okay. Unless we're just thinking, there must be something out there. Coca-Cola factory or something. Okay, uh, well, <laughs> uh, we have Burj Khalifa yeah. uh, and two airports. <laughs> <laughs> So the correct answer is the Walt Disney World <gasps> Resort. Ooh, that was your official answer though. I, yeah, you I took it back. You immediately <laughs> took it back. I'm still claiming that. <laughs> yeah. And you're a nice. 